0: Hey guys, this is Rich Bocchini. You might remember me as Kevin Owens, punching bag on SmackDown. You're listening to The Whole Reffin Show, the only podcast that calls it right down the middle. And now, the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. (laughs) The Whole Refin Show.
1: Whoa! We are back for episode 142 of the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle hashtag dear listeners welcome back to the whole Reffin show my name is Darren Beasley and joining me is Perry Smith that's right we're tag team back again uh, as as they say and we're back and we said we were gonna be back and we fulfilled our promise and so hey guess what guess what Perry we, right. did it. We, we did, did it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So like I I feel like it was such a wonderful thing to be back last week and my energy was there and your energy was there and we felt really, really good about it recording. I think we felt good about it producing it. And the response from everybody was so overwhelmingly nice and positive and everybody seemed excited. And hey, if you caught it early, long before we advertised it, good for you. That was one of the best parts, was within within an hour of it dropping, messages started coming in uh, to let us know that you were all were listening, and that was super cool. We deliberately did not advertise the return until several days after uh, last episode dropped. And so we feel really, really loved. I mean, I know I do.
0: Sure, sure. I assume people maybe thought we were just being a little lax in the social media stuff because we... Like I mentioned on the episode, forgot all the social media passwords. (laughs) That is true. Um, No, no. We we meant to do it kind of under the radar to see if anyone still had us on their radar. And we were pleasantly surprised that people did. And by we, Perry means he. Because that was all his idea.
1: Because the very thought of bringing the show back, I was like (sighs) wanting to post something as I always do. And Perry said,
0: no, no. And yes. I went with his idea because it was much better. Let's find out who the real hashtag dear listeners are. And, <laughs> and you not know the who pretenders. You are. That's right. Yeah. Not the people who are just here for the Royal Rubble contest. <laughs> <laughs> I got a free shirt. If I win, uh, no, we, we, maybe, we, maybe it might take a year. <laughs> <laughs> I think we still owe a couple of those shirts. Uh, Probably. Shout out to Michael and, uh, Jameson, the, uh, the past winners. Uh, we, uh, we, we got you. We gotcha. Don't worry about Oh, me. Jameson
1: has a shirt. Go on. That's true. It's true.
0: But anyway, uh, we do appreciate all of you for listening and welcome back to, I guess Darren already said it, episode 142 of the whole ref and show slash, uh, yellow, Yellowstone. Yes. <laughs> I was, I always want to say Longmire. And I always want to say Tombstone. As a matter of fact, I I
1: was watching an episode earlier this afternoon, and I thought to myself, oh man, I really want to watch Tombstone. I mean Yellowstone. Wow, okay. Of course, that doesn't work at all. It's not even like, oh, well, of course I would make that mistake. But no, because Tombstone, which featured the story of Wyatt Earp, that production actually did not include Kevin Costner. It was the other Wyatt Earp the, movie. Yeah, you're right. The yeah. eponymous Wyatt Earp film. Man, that that starred Kevin Costner.
0: That movie is like uh when Deep Impact and Armageddon came out, you were loyal to one or the other. Or Bugs Life and Ants came out at the same time, so it was one or the other. There actually there are many more examples of that, but I don't wanna Um what which one did you say? Armageddon Oh, uh, Dante's G- Peak and volcanoes. Yes! Yes! Wow,
1: well done. Yeah, that's another example there. Uh, snakes on a Plane and Snakes on a Train.
0: <laughs>
1: well, you have a little bit of bias
0: there. but it, Or it's like Modest Mouse and um, whatchamacallit coming oh, out at the same
1: time. What was that? Uh, Franz Ferdinand. There you go. Not right. just the... It was that song. It was those two songs yeah, that yeah. came out. What, was what a, a unique s- sound! Summer. Oh, that's immediately
0: not unique, because another band came out at the same time that sounds exactly like them. Summer of
1: 2004, uh, when I briefly liked Modest Mouse. <laughs> and, then, and then briefly liked Franz Ferdinand better, and then never listened to either of them ever again. Oh, it's like everyone's like, oh man,
0: the Strokes, they must be great.
1: Oh, they're okay, this song's good. But... You know, one time, actually the first time, no, it was the second time. Oh, nice. That I saw R.E.M. in concert, Modest Mouse, open for them. Hey. And I used the opportunity to take a nap on the grass.
0: Wow. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. This is not a Modest Mouse fan this, this mod- club <laughs> podcast. This
0: podcast is in no way endorsed by Modest Mouse, clearly. And would in no way endorse Modest Mouse, either. Oh, wow. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm indifferent to Modest Fuck Mouse. Fuck you, Modest Mouse. Uh, wow, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> a little more severe than I would be to old Modest Mouse, but... Anyway, folks, welcome back. I swear to God, we, we do talk about wrestling on the show, if you are new. Um, and uh, and now
1: we also talk about Yellowstone. And we
0: talk about Yellowstone as well. <laughs> a lot of Yellowstone fans reached out to us.
1: Hey, man, I felt really good. And I'm sure Perry felt a little bit like, um, um, I don't know, in wrestling parlance, a heel uh, for him claiming that no one would buy Peacock or subscribe to the Peacock Network or whatever you call it, the app. Just for Yellowstone. But in fact, apparently, a lot of you would. A lot of you do. A lot of you have. And you're my people. But
0: how would you know you liked it unless you subscribed to it to watch it? I, I knew. See? I knew. No. Because Kevin Costner, because with the exception being the film Wyatt Earp, hashtag in Kevin Costner we trust. Well, you need to let that one go. Speaking of let it go, <laughs> WWE, of course, big fans of letting uh, employees go. Uh, is that a is that a Frozen reference? No, um, <laughs> it's not a Frozen reference. Oh, by the way, quick story about that song. <laughs> for 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 all you Let It Go enthusiasts out there, you're Let frozen. It Go, Let It Go. So when they were gonna make that song, they actually had to call up Prince, R.I.P. Prince, because he had a song called Let It Go, and they wanted to get permission from Prince to use the the song Let It Go, or to use the I guess the name Let It Go. So they call up whoever whoever <laughs> works at Frozen, works at Disney, works at Pixar, whoever did it. <laughs> they call up Prince, and they're like, okay, we got a movie coming out, Frozen. There's a song called Let It Go. Is that okay with you? Is that fine? And it was quiet. Prince was very quiet. And then Prince said, okay, that's fine. And they went, oh, okay. And then Prince said, cold never bothered me anyway. That's why the song ends with cold never bothered me anyway. Because that's what Prince said on the phone. When they asked him about that, you're welcome, Disney folks out there. See, it's not just Yellowstone. (laughs) I had no idea. Uh, That's a fun little Frozen trivia for all you folks out there. It really is. I don't really think about,
1: I don't relate Prince to Disney at at, at all. Sure. At all at all.
0: There you go. So anyway, uh, WWE (laughs) has released quite a few people and quite a few people are upset about it. I'm going to read the list real quick. A lot of names you're probably going to know. A lot you might not know. A lot of these people I don't know. and this, that's, Yeah, the second half of that
1: this list is cuckoo. I've never heard they they sound like made-up names.
0: <laughs> George Mickelson, is he on the list?
1: He is. Um,
0: and, and that has nothing to do with uh, these people's uh, talent, but more so my lack of watching wrestling for a long time, folks. So I do want to preface that real quick. Uh, Bobby Fish, obviously we know who Bobby Fish is, part oh. of Undisputed Era. Uh, he was released, which is interesting because I know Adam Cole is thinking about leaving. That's not going to, that doesn't sweeten the pot, kicking out one third of Undisputed Era. Um, Bronson Reed, a lot of people are upset that uh, Big Bronson Reed got thrown out. All right, when did he become the People's Champion? Man, doing, doing the Twitter, finding the password to our Twitter and then logging on to it and finding out that people, the, the beloved um, Bronson Reed. Um, <laughs> did he, did he come out of Twitter into your face? He, he might as well. He he said,
1: I oy, oy, oi resign me. I'm Bronson Reed. Everybody loves me. Well,
0: that's, it's unfortunate. He was released. Uh, Jake Atlas, Arlie Sterling, Kona Reeves. Not, not Arlie Ermey. No, no, no. R. I. P. Arlie Ermey. Uh, Kona Reeves, a name I have not heard since the Clone Wars, as Obi-Wan <laughs> would say. Uh, I don't. I remember Kona Reeves from the uh, the house shows we would frequent in North Florida. Oh yeah, and, and then uh, he he had that
1: very brief run where he was doing like a long blonde hair gimmick, right? Right. And I don't know, man. He just never did it for me.
0: No, he never did it. for Everybody. The only yeah, the only <laughs> oh. time I was at a house show and there was a couple next to me cheering for Kona Reeves, I looked at them and said, "Do you know Kona Reeves?" And they did. Oh they my were god. Of his. That is hilarious um, and embarrassing. That's humiliating for Kona Reeves. So hey, hey, sorry, hey, Kona Reeves stuck around, man. He he was employed by them for about what four years, five oh, at least. Okay, well, good good on him. I mean, he's fired now, but uh, <laughs> Leon Ruff, uh, Stefan Smith, or is it Steven Smith? My apologies. No, I have no idea. Uh, the, the, you're in the part of the list
1: now where I'm like, I it, did you just somebody just bang on the keyboard. <laughs> I mean, wow. these are names, but they're names of no consequence. Again, not a reflection of these people as wrestlers or as human beings, but this is a list of the most
0: forgettable names right. ever. And some people spell their names weird. Isn't that right, Darren? <laughs> uh, Tyler Rust, uh, Zachariah Smith. I got rid of everyone with the last name Smith, apparently. Uh, Stefan slash Stephen Smith and Zachariah Smith. Uh, Asher Hale Smith. I'm kidding. It's just Asher Hale. See, Asher Hale and Rust, and that's all the that's that's the same word over and over. <laughs> well, this one's different. Uh, giant Zangier, <laughs> and and nowadays, if your name is Giant, you better be eight feet tall because there are plenty of seven footers lurking about in WWE's uh, locker rooms, which sounds terrifying. And of course, Darren's favorite female competitor, Mercedes Martinez, was released. Uh, Darren never really a fan of hers. No. No, I, I can't
1: even muster up a joke. That's how much wow. i never cared about wow. Mercedes wow. Martinez. So
0: I, I was fine with her. She wasn't my favorite, but... I, just, I mean, I fine. hope
1: she gets another job, like, so that she can pay her bills. But, like... I, I wanted a goodwill?
0: There, uh, I'll say it for you. I'll say it for you. But I don't
1: ever want to see her on my television. Wow. Well, not, she actually not not got, scooped up.
0: She got scooped up pretty quick by someone. Uh, the thing is, I mean, a lot of people are upset that these, these folks were released from... That they were future-endeavored, as it were. From WWE, but you have to remember that. <laughs> remember when they bought up all the talent, so AEW couldn't buy up any talent. You mean? Oh wait, do you mean when they bought up all of the talent? I, I yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, <laughs> what comes up must come down, folks. I mean, there's just going to be huge cuts, like every now and again, to kind of trim down that roster. And and like I have always said, the fact that they were employed for a nanosecond by WWE gives them that much more credibility. Having WWE on the resume is going to help them go places, go basically anywhere else they want to go. Because I think all these people immediately jumped on Twitter and said, well, AEW, you never know, sky's the limit. And poor AEW is like, oh God, how many got released? How many do we have to take on? Oh my God. Yes, Tony Khan's checkbook
1: audibly screamed (laughs) when when Twitter (laughs) opened for business that day. It really did. You know, uh, you you might say that WWE is about to suffer death by a thousand cuts, but I actually think this will be better for WWE in the long run because if they can actually trim some of this fat and force better uh, performances out of more people, and by more people, I mean fewer people, but more of the ones that remain, you might have a better product. Instead... It's sort of like somebody who throws money at a problem. It's not going to solve the problem. It's just going to cost money. So when you're throwing uh, half-assed wrestlers doing a half-assed job on the TV because they're present, that's nothing that anybody wants to watch. There's nothing interesting or exciting about that. The people aren't even excited to be there.
0: Well, It's it's like when WCW had a bloated roster and, you know, everyone complained about how they weren't being used enough or they weren't on TV enough. Even though they were all making more money than they ever made in their lives. Um, which is something I always think about when people kind of talk shit about WCW. It's like, yeah, I was there with my guaranteed contract and making a, a way too much money. But what a dumb company, huh? <laughs> and I never understood why people shit on it so much. I mean, I get it, but as a as an employee... If you work a job that, like, you don't really have to do very often, but you get paid a lot of money for, it's kind of like, it's not great, but I get paid a lot of money.
1: I get paid a million dollars to sit at home. Meanwhile, above average
0: Mike Sanders is working for (laughs) Peanuts, and he's got a main event on Nitro. Right, exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, best of luck to all these people who've been future-endeavored, but they're going to land on their feet because WWE is now on their resume. So, I'm sure a lot of people are going to go to AEW. Uh, not to mention ROH and um, NWA's out there. we got well, some a, Impact Wrestling. And
1: if and when COVID can please go to sleep and go the way of the dodo, I fully expect the independent scene to absolutely explode once again and thrive. Um, it, it Somehow it survived all going on two years of COVID bullshit they were talking about COVID, talking about thriving, <laughs> and it's like, ah, no, no, no. I the the independent scene actually has survived all this time, and people have done a great job of being safe and rethinking how to do shows and and where to do them and and on all that sort of thing. And I think that once everybody feels comfortable with returning to a normal, and I don't know when that will be, as none of us do, it will be really interesting to watch all of these people who have had TV time. You know, it's not like, oh, used to you'd go to an independent show and it'd be like 15 or 20 dudes you've never heard of. And here is this 70-year-old former NWA star. Here's, here's a Dory Funk Jr. Right, and, and everybody's like, you, but at the same time, you're, that's what you're paying for. Sure. That will bring you to that show. Well, the independent scene, like maybe summer of 2022... Every card in every town, every little poster, and every tweeted uh, graphic design is going to have somebody who's been on WWE television or AEW television, and that's going to put butts in indie show seats, which is great. True. It's great for indie wrestling.
0: I remember when Tennille Dashwood, aka Emma, was like this hot commodity for a while because she wasn't with WWE anymore. It's like, oh, can we get Emma? Are you sure? Do we have enough money in the bank for an Emma? Do we have that Emma money? Do we have Emma money? Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, all these people will be fine. And uh, as we mentioned in the last episode, Ric Flair was released recently, and he has no uh, no compete clause on his contract, so he showed right on up somewhere else. Sydney Darren.
1: He did. He appeared at Triple Mania Twenty Nine for the uh, AAA promotion out of Mexico. This is their equivalent of Wrestlemania, as you might imagine from the uh, presence of the word mania. Sure. Um, so this is like Wrestlemania. Uh, this is like Wrestle Kingdom. This is Triple super show. Kenny Omega, who holds the Triple A Mega Championship, was scheduled to appear and defend his belt. Uh, Kenny Omega, who is with Conan in AAA, was to face Andrade El Idolo, which... If you hear Chavo Guerrero say it on AEW, he says it with a quickness rivaling Chris Jericho saying... Yeah. <laughs> well, Ric Flair came out to defend physically and, of course,
0: defend the honor of his son-in-law, Andrade Elilo. Is that just everyone's gimmick nowadays, having to defend their children on television? Well,
1: when you have septuagenarian wrestlers who cannot give up the ghost yes <laughs> and now they're having their old ass children like there are wrestlers that were accused of being too old to be on tv a quarter of a century ago uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get on to that later on. and they are now appearing this quarter of a century later with their now too old for tv children And in this case, it is an in-law. But the nature boy, Ric Flair, comes to the aid of Andrade in Mexico. It is not enough to help him win, however. And Kenny Omega retains that AAA Mega Championship. And can I just say, as interesting as it was to see Ric Flair in a six-sided ring that was not TNA, uh, and here the Spanish announcers speaking, as they do, very rapidly, and then slow down to say, Ric Flair is hilarious. <laughs> and uh, as as it always is, anytime anybody is forced to interject something English or something spoken with an American accent into something that is solidly a very, very non-Anglicized language, it always makes me laugh.
0: Well, people are wondering if uh, Charlotte Flair might be leaving the company as well to go to Andrade's side in AEW And since Ric Flair's gone. I mean, I think that would be awesome. Like, I'm
1: ready for that. I'm ready for a non-WWE power couple. Well, problem, I'd like to see how that would be written and produced in another company.
0: The problem with Charlotte going to AEW, though, is that there's no one for her to wrestle. The, too true. There's no one on Charlotte Flair's level to wrestle. But if you sign her, then maybe... Others will come. Right.
1: It elevates the people that are there, and it will attract others. I just think it would be cool to see the real-life couple of Charlotte and Andrade on screen doing the power couple thing outside of uh, Vince's reach. I think it could be really compelling television.
0: I think it's more WWE talent showing up in AEW, but sure. I mean, it is, but what... What she you going to do? Charlotte has a... I think Brother. Charlotte knows she has a good thing going. She's held the belt a thousand times and can leave and go get plastic surgery for a month or two and come back and get a title shot and a small title reign. I, th- I think she knows what side of her bread's buttered on, Jaren. I-,
1: I couldn't agree more, but, I mean, she also knows where her husband and now her father uh, are about to be employed. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, the dramatically reduced travel schedule. Because she's not a youngin, and if she's going to be wrestling ninety percent of her dates at the amphitheater in Jacksonville, you know I don't know where she lives, but uh, Jacksonville isn't very far from Charlotte or Atlanta or Orlando, the most likely places that she's living.
0: Right, of course, but I, I doubt we're going to see Charlotte in Triple A.
1: Oh no, yeah, that's that's for sure. It, it makes sense for Andrade to pop up over there. <laughs> Ric Flair, a bit of a stretch, but whatever. I don't think Charlotte's going to do time in Triple A. But before we move on from Triple A, I've got to mention, somehow more interesting than Flair's appearance, and I, I started to say this a minute ago and I, I got sidetracked. I sidetracked myself. The weirdest thing that came out of Triple Mania was this Marvel Luchadors match. Did you see this? I did not. I mean, I didn't see the whole match, I couldn't bring myself to watch it, but. <laughs> I watched, like, I watched parts of it. I saw parts of it. Oh, that makes it, it okay, okay. I saw this guy in the ring who had on, like, a magenta-colored mask with some yellow stuff. And I and I saw the Marvel logo, like, the legit Marvel logo. And I thought, is AAA ripping off Marvel here? And then it, I was thinking... That's Rey Mysterio's job. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is legitimate. I think this is properly legally licensed here. What the hell is happening? And then this huge luchador in a full bodysuit looking like the weirdest knockoff pinata Incredible Hulk comes charging to the ring and I it was the strangest thing I've ever seen. The mask is made to look like the angry face of the Hulk with tattered cloth at the top to look like the Incredible Hulk's hair and then a full bodysuit. Green on the upper body, purple on the legs and then green from the knee down and green boots. I don't understand the approximation gimmick of a thing that already exists. I understood what Mysterio was doing all those years. It was homage. This is not that. This is like a whole other weird thing. And I don't even mean in the way that like Tiger Mask W was confusing. Wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom. Even though Tiger Mask was on the same card. Yeah, a little weird. Okay, here's Tiger Mask. And here's a real life version of a cartoon version of the real life Tiger Mask. On the same card. And also, lest we forget who was underneath. That Tiger Mask W, Tiger Mask W, Kota Abushi.
0: That's right. Even before
1: he was under uh, contract with New Japan, he would moonlight as Tiger Mask W. And that was actually one of the first times I ever saw Kota Abushi. But anyway, all that aside, Marvel Luchadors, Google it, look it up. It's so weird. It's so weird. That is strange. It's not Dr. Strange. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Dr. Strange was involved in the match. But I definitely think that there was like, <laughs> there was like Arachno, right. and it's like okay, Spider Man, and like the Incredible Hulk, it was like, the his name was like Spanish. It wasn't Spanish translation of of Hulk or Incredible, but it was like Spanish translation of like Angry Man, and it was like, oh come on, really? <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> Legit, legal, but terrible. Right. Okay.
0: So there's that. There is. Uh, you, you could watch that or you can uh, spend an hour a week watching the new AEW show, Rampage, which Jared and I watched together. Which is not named after
1: Rampage Jackson. No. Nor is it named after the Nintendo game, Rampage. Okay. One no. of the best
0: games ever. Well, oh, okay.
1: No, actually, I don't know what they named it after, but it's not a bad name. It makes sense for like a wrestling show. You you got to think that when you start a new company... And you've got like I, th- I think that you know, they f- most of them feel as if they have this limited uh, word choice. It has to be something. They they all are similar in one way or the other. I think SmackDown's a bit of a stretch, but if you think of Raw and Nitro and Dynamite and Impact and Rampage and they're all
0: the same word. Really, well, at least we forget SmackDown literally came out of The Rock's catchphrase, no doubt. But it, that's like saying there was a show called, like, Bottom Line. Because, like, but, WWE, because Stone so Cold was so so big at the time.
1: i surprised there was not a show called right. Bottom Line. At least a pay-per-view.
0: Bottom Line. This Wednesday night on Bottom Line.
1: So, AEW Rampage, the debut episode of AEW's secondary show. Or their third show? Because, technically, is there there is already AEW dark.
0: Their second television show. Their but it is show. That's true.
1: Yeah. Uh, I thought for some reason, I guess because my mind still lives 20 years ago in WCW, that this, well, it can't have two shows on TNT. Surely this one's going to be on TBS, but I was wrong. It actually airs on TNT as well. Uh, I didn't know that it was only going to be an hour and I didn't think they were only going to manage to pull off three matches in that hour, but that's exactly what we got. We got a three match card. On Rampage. And uh, we actually watched the show together. I mentioned that, yes. And wasn't that
0: kind of fun? It was just kind of fun, yes. <laughs> it was I, I've had more fun in my life, yes.
1: I was rejuvenated. So, I, I mean, I've had more fun, sure. But right, right. right. I, had, I had a sufficient amount of fun watching wrestling with you again.
0: Well, the problem with that, watching wrestling with you in real time, is that to, to, to try to keep our our reactions and our conversations conversations about wrestling as genuine as possible. We try to discuss wrestling before the podcast. So Darren doesn't have to be surprised at what I've already said or, like, have to laugh again at a very funny thing that I've said. (laughs) It's great, yeah. Um, So, yeah, so watching wrestling with you is like, okay, we'll make a joke. But, like, okay, we got to talk about that on the show or, like, Okay, did you see the? Okay, well, I'll save it for the podcast. Shut up! Shut up! Yeah, like don't tell me now. Tell me later, so I don't have to go. Ha 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 And we probably actually
1: leave some of that stuff on the on the cutting room floor. Sure. Actually, never makes it to the cutting room floor. You know what I think of cutting room floor? You know what I think of? What
0: do you think of?
1: I think of in uh, Batman, the movie, nineteen eighty nine. When the Joker is is cutting cutting out all the pictures pictures. and stuff. And there's like cutting room floors. Like literally cutting room floors. Does Bob the Goon have to
0: sweep that room out?
1: You know who Bob the Goon looks like? I just thought of this. I watched Batman two times in 24 hours a few weeks ago. He looks like the puppet version of (laughs) Phil Collins... From Land the, of the Land of Confusion music video. I can
0: actually see that. I can see <laughs> what you're saying. Bob the Goon, I only remember from Batman, and he was also Conan the Barbarian's Oh yeah, lackey and Conan the Destroyer, not the Barbarian. Right. Conan the Barbarian. As we all know, Eckhart. The Destroyer. Right. Eckhart from uh, Batman is uh, Porkins, who dies uh, in Star Wars. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's... His famous line is,
1: because
0: every time he dies, he makes that noise. And Alexander Knox is Arliss of
1: WCW fame. Of (laughs) course. Remember when he played
0: Arliss, the TV show character on on Nitro? Yeah, Nitro.
1: You mean when Alexander Knox was portrayed by Arliss. I think that's what you meant to say. (laughs) Right. Were there any other wrestlers in Batman?
0: No. No. Not that one anyway. Sadly, yes. Sadly, no, yes. Ah! Ugh. Well, Zeus. Zeus is in uh, 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 Dark Knight. No, Dark Knight. He's in Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, well, no, wait. Um, Well, Jesse Ventura is in Batman and oh, Robin. That's
0: right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and
1: uh, uh, Tank. What was his name? The original Bane, also in Batman and Robin, was a wrestler. Okay. He, um, yeah, who, what was his name? Who was his name? Who was his name? So, well, there's a long history of wrestlers tied up. Wrestlers like Arliss. (laughs) Wrestlers like Arliss. So we watched Rampage. So the opening match. I think if this were the 100th episode of Rampage or the 200th episode, we would probably be criticizing what I'm about to mention. But as it is the opening match of the opening episode, it's okay that we have a match of this caliber. A huge match, a world title match, as Christian Cage faced Kenny Omega. Uh, It's kind of funny to me to think, though, that this is for the Impact World Championship on AEW. And it's the first match to ever happen
0: on this brand-new AEW show.
1: So Kenny Omega is with Don Callis, and that's sort of how the entire Impact connection came to pass, is that Don Callis was with Impact, he brought Omega over there, I still don't quite understand if it was a, a shoot, a work, a worked shoot, or if he worked himself into a shoot. But Don Callis is no longer with Impact, and he's now just sort of following Kenny Omega around on AEW. But Kenny Omega with Don Callis is facing Christian Cage, who had retired, and now he's back out of retirement. Oh, wow. And they're making <laughs> a huge, huge deal of this being canadians fighting each other part of the reason for that is chris jericho is inexplicably on the rampage commentary team and i hope it was just a one-off kind of thing
0: well first of all four people should not do commentary together uh everyone's talking at the same time and uh also you should really get you should get real commentators (laughs) not uh mark henry chris jericho taz who has he's a commentator Fair, fair is fair, uh, an Excalibur who I've never liked. Well, that's what's really crazy to think about is that Taz is the best
1: commentator on this four person team. Yeah. So you know you're in trouble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, you know, this was a really interesting match to me. I Christian looked good. Kenny Omega looked okay. Have We've not been around to talk about it over the last year and a half, but I did mention to Perry uh, off the air recently that I am terribly afraid that Kenny Omega has fulfilled the prophecy that I set for him when he was still in New Japan a couple of years ago. I was so afraid that he would not translate to American television, American wrestling, and American wrestling fans. Now, clearly he does to a lot of them. I'm just not one of them. I really am trying hard to remain a Kenny Omega fan, but I'm not actually a fan of what he's doing in AEW.
0: It might just be these two don't work well together because Christian's such a WWE guy, um, and TNA is kind of more of the same. It's not really anything special, and Omega is uh, self-taught, as uh, he would tell you, self-trained. Um, and their styles just don't go well together, I guess, because I've seen Omega have amazing matches with like anyone. But, like, with Christian, it was kind of... Christian's kind of an older guy, too, at this point. So, maybe that's the reason why. But the match is fine. It's not terribly exciting for what it's built up to be and what it symbolizes, which is uh, Christian winning back the TNA title, uh, which does happen uh, thanks to a little bit of interference at the end of the match. I believe the the young bucks bring in a chair for Omega to use, while uh, Don Callis, who looks like a toe with sunglasses, uh, (laughs) is... Is a uh, is a uh, he's he's got the ref's attention, and uh, Christian actually is able to uh, use the chair to his advantage. And ah, hoisted by his own petard, indeed, uh, impaled on his own sword, as it were. And uh, yeah, he actually uh, drops Omega on the chair and pins him for the one, two, three, winning the TNA title, and that's the very first thing that happens on this brand new AEW show. The number a, of times a, they said
1: Impact yeah. as they're trying to introduce a new AEW show. Yeah. Confusing. Is Tony Khan, what are you doing? Sorry. Your
0: champion just lost in the opening match of this brand new show. To uh, He lost a title for another wrestling organization. To a guy who is
1: much more recognizable as a WWE talent.
0: Or even a TNA talent. Um yeah. And... It was just bad. You know, the one thing I didn't
1: realize is, I'm assuming that they're carrying two belts to represent the Impact Championship. They've resurrected the TNA Heavyweight Championship as sort of a you know here's a cherry on top of your Impact World Title. You also
0: get to carry around this old belt. It, it's strange. I think Christian did actually retire the TNA title officially though.
1: Oh the oh after Rampage
0: yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's really interesting. So, so that did happen, apparently. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. I'm
1: I'm, I'm going to look that up because that's very interesting. I'd like to know the reasoning behind that, if, if, if it's symbolic of anything really. Moving on, there was another belt, because now it's just all title. Uh, every show. Every company, every show is just title matches. The TNT Championship, Miro, God's favorite wrestler, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fought... Fuego Del Sol, a.k.a. Sunfire. Yeah. One of the new mutants.
0: One of the new mutants. Um,
1: well, Only not. Uh,
0: and Fuego Del Sol... Um, no, 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 no. You're thinking of Sunspot. Sunfire is one of the new X-Men. Oh, yeah.
1: Duh. Darren Beastly! Wow. Give sorry. me all
0: your comics right now. Wow. I did, I did that. So- Ugh, I've done stuff like that before. That's so weird. You mean be wrong? Yeah, all the time. No, very <laughs> rarely. I mean, I can count on, you know... Several hands. <laughs> but uh, I, can, I can count on my hands if I'm Goro. <laughs> hey, if you. Okay. No if I'm Forearm from the Mutant Liberation Front. Well, I think actually you're. Um, okay, no.
1: <laughs> see, I can't do it because you're actually right. Um, <laughs> sorry.
0: Sunspot. Sun, uh, man, sunspot, that, Sunfire. I, I'm hoisted by my own petard. That's fine. That's fine. Um, (laughs) I'm glad we settled that folks on our wrestling podcast
1: (laughs) so Miro uh, defeats Fuego Del Sol Fuego Del Sol was fighting not only to try and win Miro's TNT championship but also get an AEW contract he doesn't get it he loses the match Miro wins game over right end of story it's not that at all so sammy Guevara and tony khan come out to give fuego del sol a contract anyway and turns out you know uh you know like we said it's it's a shoot it's real the man behind the sunfire is surprised by the reality of being given a full-time contract i guess he was just working on a, a paper appearance type of deal and and now he is an official aew roster member and good for him they could not stop telling us that he was from Alabama I don't know what the importance of knowing that is but I by God know that Fuego Del Sol is from Alabama
0: I assume it's not very typical for a luchador to be from Alabama Um, the thought of a potentially somewhat white or completely white luchador maybe they never heard of Blitzkrieg clearly hashtag never forget Blitzkrieg so but no this whole thing was done wrong uh (laughs) Uh, Fuego does not look good in this match. He he has a bit of offense in the beginning, but he's basically squashed within, in the last two minutes of this three-minute match um, by Miro. And if someone's fighting for a contract and they lose, they shouldn't be given the contract. In wrestling, what you do is you have them get another chance at a contract. Maybe next week, try again. Okay, well, you're still going to be on a show-to-show basis until you beat, you know, someone to actually get your contract Or this is, this is when, as you said before, Miro is a champion. Miro's a TNT champion, which is the dumbest title name I've ever heard. Like, the he, he's I guess he's like the warden of TNT. This is the only time where that is perfect because Miro can say, like, you're, like, He can come in and rip up his new contract and say, No, it's my channel. I own this channel. I'm the TNT champion. I get to say who's on my channel. Now the TNT title actually makes sense. So maybe you're going to have to do a program where Fuego is trying to beat Miro on a weekly basis. Give Miro something to do. Uh, Whatever you do, don't just go, Hey, you lost, but here you go, buddy. It's like someone losing a hair versus hair match. Shaving their head and they go, Here's a wig. You'll be fine. (laughs) Like, it literally... Like like Kurt Angle? Like Kurt
1: Angle, sure. You just came up with, off the top of your head, two different and far superior ideas to what AEW actually did. What they actually did, however, (laughs) is so typical of what I feel are the mistakes that Tony Khan is making as the brains behind AEW. So he's not using his brains, he's using his heart, right? He needs to be using his head and not his heart. If this was a shoot and Tony Khan is trying to give this young kid an opportunity because it's going to make for compelling television to watch this kid have a genuine emotional reaction and that was interesting to see and I felt good for the kid in real life, Sure, but it's not it's not real life. It's pro-wrestling. And so the fact that Tony Khan did this as some sort of like feel-goodery stunt just speaks to the fact that Tony Khan keeps erring on the side of fan service. And you can't do that. Sometimes you have to upset the apple cart, you have to defy expectations. You need to surprise people. And above all, you need to produce wrestling like wrestling. This is just... Uh, it's just not the place for it. This is, this is like Warrior Award moment. This is uh, participation trophy territory here. And, sure. I, and I just... I don't like that part of it. Yes, for one second I was happy for Fuego Del Sol. And now here I am several days later... And I'm kind of disgusted by it because you just came up with two really amazing ideas for wrestling storylines related to this. Instead, now it's all gone.
0: Well, yeah, he, he, he could have been a guy who showed up every week and the commentators really laid on thick. Like, okay, so he's not officially on the roster, but... But yeah, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, uh, pay to play and he's here today. And if he can win, he'll actually get that AEW contract. He could have had something to do immediately. Now he's just someone on the roster. You already ended his story in an episode <laughs> of your television show. He's pay to play and he's here today. And if he wins, he gets to stay. What right. do you say? Ah, there you go. Um, so yeah, story wise, so far not liking the show, uh, we do, have a, <laughs> we, we do have a main event, however. Yeah, great, yeah.
1: The AEW Women's World Champion, Britt Baker, DMD, Doctor of Medical Dentistry? Sounds is good. That what, sure. Is that what I always think about DDS, Doctor of Dental Surgery. I don't know. Not a dentist. Britt Baker apparently is. Only she isn't, because she's a professional wrestler.
0: <laughs> it's nice it to have a fallback. When she retires, she'll retire to dentistry, right?
1: And hopefully there'll be a a firm of Baker and Yankum. Yes, and also another wrestling dentist. Yeah. So Britt Baker is the champion. She faced Red Velvet. I had never heard of Red Velvet ever before. Except for, of course, Red Velvet Cake. The delicious cake. <laughs> but this is not. This is a woman. This is a female. This is a person. professional. She's non edible. Well, she is, but you well, sh- I don't advise eating humans. No, it's illegal and frowned upon.
0: As delicious as she may sound, uh, don't do it.
1: Don't. No, don't. And Britt Baker, however, did sort of cannibalize Red Velvet. Yeah. Uh, Britt Baker is a decent wrestler, but. I'm going to defer to you here because I know you have a lot of strong opinions about the AEW Women's Division. Oh, they're... I agree with you, but I think you feel very strongly.
0: Oh, the problem. I mean, it's it's we've said this from the beginning, and a lot of people have kind of said this uh, over the last year or so. Is just that they have kind of a. I mean, it's they have talented people on the Women's Division. I'm going to say this with kid gloves. But they don't, don't have you don't have to. But... They don't have a very strong women's division. It's not their fault that WWE bought up all of the talented women uh, from the Indies if only to fill in those goddamn May Young tournament brackets. Um, so WWE kind of snatched up all the like extremely good uh, uh, women. And again, the the women that are there are just they just need more time. they, they need more they need more training. They can get there. Um, but yeah, it, it is kind of, it is kind of, uh, slim Pickens in the women's department. Uh, there's probably people I'm not even aware of, uh, to be honest with you, to be fair also. But, uh, as far as Britt Baker, I, she's, she can give a good interview. I like her on the microphone and her, she's good in, in ring. Uh, Red Velvet, uh, was fine. Uh, but we watched, what, Rhea Ripley and, um, Nikki Cross on Raw and that match was like 10 times better than this main event of this brand new AEW show. And that was just a throwaway match on Raw. Um, to be to be fair, Rhea Ripley and
1: Nikki Cross, or Nikki A.S.H., as she's going by now, are both very good wrestlers. Especially
0: Rhea Ripley, because she has the size and the strength. Um, Ripley is like one of the great wrestlers, one of the great women wrestlers, and one of the great wrestler wrestlers right now in, in, in general. Um so yeah, as far as this being a, a main event of this new show, I understand why it's special because the women are headlining their main eventing the show. I would have had them open the show. Um, to me, it's just as historic, if not more historic, if they're the very first match on this brand new show. Because that's more of a did-you-know than uh who headlined it. That doesn't matter. Who was the first to wrestle on the show? Uh, that would have been kind of cool. Also, uh, Britt Baker is the uh, women's champion. Uh, this was a title match, but I mean, it was pretty clear from the start that Red Velvet, who's not even feuding with Britt Baker right now, she just kind of was a filler. So that's the thing too: is this this match meant nothing? Um, and can I can I interrupt here? Jump, and, jump, in and there, and jump in there. Say
1: the most disappointing part was the confusing end of this oh, match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You said last week on the show that. AEW had to stop having the completely black, <laughs> completely black clothed, right. uh, face uh, obscured wrestler coming out of the crowd. They had to stop with that gimmick. Slash overbooking finishes. And yet, here it was in the women's title match main event a woman clad in all black with her face obscured. Charges the ring during a, a complete Donnybrook and her baseball cap comes off, and no one knows who she Big is.
0: Big reveal, and the zero reaction from the audience because no one knows who she is. The announcers barely even know who she is. The announcers seemed to like
1: argue about who it
0: was, right? Like
1: they almost like they actually didn't know, right. And I didn't know, and you didn't know, and it didn't get
0: resolved, hashtag dear listeners. Well, even worse is she comes in and helps uh, Britt Baker, In the match might even be over at this point, because Britt Baker's going for a, a, a curb stomp on Red Velvet, a thing on the like title belt for extra effect, and this woman comes out and just kind of helps Britt Baker beat up on Red Velvet, and... <laughs> And it still ends with Britt Baker giving the curb stomp to Red Velvet on the, the women's championship. But the music has already started playing for Britt Baker. So there's like no effect whatsoever. It's like an afterthought. And it's supposed to be like this big heel thing that Britt Baker's doing. But she's she's at her home. She's in her hometown. Um, so like she she's, doesn't matter who you put her up against. Like you're, you're going to go for your, your hometown hero or whatever. So it just had no effect. It was horribly overbooked. The match itself was fine, but, like, nothing special about it. No, absolutely nothing special about it. The end was a
1: schmoz. This this botched reveal. I was extremely disappointed by the end of the show. Extremely confused, lost, to
0: the point of disappointment. And it, the... I just was like, this is a pretty good show, except now I don't care. Well, you have to wonder, like, if someone never watched AEW and they said, Oh, AEW was very good. It was the first episode. But it's like when they, speaking of Marvel Comics, or any comics in general, it's like when they restart something that's been established for years. It's number one. It's a new starting point. And this is what this is. It's a new show. It's a new starting point. And if, if I tuned in and I didn't really watch AEW, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll just, I'll watch WWE, thanks. Like, and that's, you have to look at it this way. At the end of the day, it's just a TV show. If it's not good, people aren't going to watch it. But, yeah, with that in mind, it's that opening match.
1: Christian versus Kenny Omega even though it wasn't great was the best part of the show
0: yeah and yeah it, it wasn't that it wasn't even that much better of a match to be totally honest with you and i love kenny omega speaking of confusing AEW matches that probably didn't go off the way they were hoping i actually watched the Chris Jericho juventude Guerrera match that we talked about last episode. Okay, I'm sorry
1: that you did, but now we're well, even.
0: We watched it and I was like, okay, how bad could it possibly be? Oh my god. The first half of that match is a shit show. It's <laughs> Alright, Darren, you and I watched it together, and there's a point where I think I think uh Jericho like reverses a Hura but he does it so slowly, and you said, "Okay, they should have retired right then," and I laughed at that so hard. They should have both retired,
1: and I was, I was, right then.
0: I was in line at the Walmart pharmacy in the drive-through and just sitting there thinking about wrestling, and I thought of that, and I started laughing for about ten minutes because it was so, <laughs> it was so true. They should have retired in that instance. Um, because they're trying to wrestle, uh, I think you talked about this last week, but they're trying to wrestle like like what they did back in the 90s. It's just not happening. It's been
1: 25 freaking years. Right. It's okay, guys, to say, not going to even try that. Don't try it on live television. They looked horrible.
0: They, they looked, looked horrible. They looked very, very bad. Um, and... The match starts to get better. But it's still nowhere near like And the damage was done. The, the damage was already done. It, it was it was sad. And the <laughs> Uh uh I was thinking about it, it makes me laugh. But yeah, I, I just had to I had to mention that I actually had to see with my own eyes and I, I wish that I didn't. Speaking of talking about wrestling that we discussed in the last episode, we talked about how we had just watched Slamborine ninety five A Legends Reunion, which featured a match between Dick Murdoch right And Wahoo McDaniel right? right. They're around the same age as Juventud Guerrera and Chris Jericho were. Oh no.
1: right. I mean they're
0: everyone's in their 50s. Juventud, I think is 48 49. he's getting to 50. Jericho is past 50. They, I mean within about five years, about a five year age difference that the, wow. these yeah so so I mean that's the comparison. you don't think of it in those terms. And and Dick Murdoch and, and Wahoo are having, like, an old-school, old, old school, like, you know, brawl, punch-kick wrestling sure. match. Sure. And even that's kind of like, okay, fast forward. And, I mean, just think about that. The, the ages are about the same, but only differences is Jericho is, like, within heavyweight championship contingency. And Juventud is trying to do Huracuranas, so... Well,
1: well, you know the other big difference is that Jericho, as we mentioned last week refuses to acknowledge his age and his uh, diminished abilities and his uh, hypocrisy in seizing the top spots in that company and refusing to relinquish control. And that's a big difference. Right. Is that Jericho can't necessarily go better than Dick Murdoch could in 95, but he wants you to think he can and he's wrong. Don't make me say it. Don't make
0: me reference Dark Knight, which I already referenced earlier. Might
1: as well. This is a all Batman all the time.
0: No, I was gonna say. Uh, what? What is it? Two Face says either. Oh, right. Either right. become the hero or live long enough to become the villain.
1: Right. Yeah. That's what Jericho has done. Jericho has definitely <laughs> lived long enough to become the villain.
0: He become the Judas. Oh, the Judas. <laughs> I don't actually know how the that song is, goes. That is
1: not at all how oh, it dude, goes. Hold oh, oh, <laughs> the to do
0: this. Hold on to do this. <laughs>
1: that's like an Eddie Money version of... Uh, the, <laughs> uh, of oh, uh, Eddie Money
0: makes me sad now when it comes on because he's no longer with uh Talk
1: about uh, lost opportunity for a wrestling name. Eddie Money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like Julio De Niro. Bam
0: Bam Bigelow versus Eddie Money.
1: Remember Julio De Niro? It's sort of the same idea. Remember Confederate Currency? That was
0: a wrestler's name! Oh, you're right, Confederate yeah! Confederate Currency! Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah.
1: Alright, now I'm going to radically shift gears here for just a second because I have to talk about Family Feud. He's just a big fan, folks. I'm just a big fan, okay. so how about that Steve Harvey? He's a real sharp dresser. Oh, he's good. <laughs> he actually is really good oh he's great uh, i love steve harvey <laughs> there's no joke there he's great
0: <laughs> he's really good at what he does he is
1: he's excellent easily the best host of family feud ever sure. easily sure easily there's no feud to be had there he he is he is the 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 whole uh the whole family feud
0: so another podcast we're starting the family feud podcast but
1: steve harvey aside and well actually i'll mention him again in a second but I'm mentioning Family Feud because it was wrestling-themed, sort of. Celebrity Family Feud uh, last week featured a wrestling team. The Celebrity Family Feud and what they come up with for celebrities sometimes is hilarious. But on this particular episode, the heads of family, I guess, the heads of family for this episode were David Arquette and P. Wee Herman. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, you had me at David Arquette versus Pee Wee Herman. Then you factor in that these two individuals have to bring their quote-unquote families onto Family Feud. David Arquette, of course, brings his wrestling family.
0: I'm more confused by Paul Rubin slash Pee Wee Herman's family, but go ahead. (laughs) David Arquette, of course, brings... A replica of the big gold
1: belt symbolizing his WCW World Championship, which Steve Harvey incorrectly calls his 2002 WCW World Championship. And there was no more WCW at that time. There was a lot
0: of outrage when that happened.
1: There was. I was outraging about it. You were outraging. David Arquette brings his quote unquote wrestling family to Family Feud. Uh, Comprised of RJ City, who of course was uh, a great opponent and foe of David Arquette. Now they seem to be the best of pals. Uh, ROH mainstay Dalton Castle, the Planet Peacock, the Party Peacock. Pretty Peter Avalon, a.k.a. The Librarian. Not to be confused with The Librarian. (laughs) Leva Bates, I still don't understand that doubled up gimmick over in AEW. Or even know if it still exists. And Jungle Boy, son of Luke Perry, Jungle Boy. I think his name is Jack Perry. David Arquette. Sorry,
0: Jungle Boy, Darren.
1: (laughs) David Arquette, RJ City, Dalton Castle, Peter Avalon, and Jungle Boy. A wrestling team. But hold your horses, Mm -hmm. because the wrestling connection is not done. And I don't mean the Can Am connection,
0: I mean. The colossal connection.
1: Pee Wee Herman's team, Paul Rubens. And even though the announcer called him Paul Rubens, <laughs> Steve Harvey exclusively referred to him as Pee Wee. So, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> sorry, Pee Wee, but you did it to yourself. Steve Harvey, much like Charlotte Flair, knows what side his bread is buttered on. That's right.
1: That's right. Okay. Pee Wee Herman has Jack Hay on his team. Jack Hay. I didn't know Jack Hay was still alive. I'm glad to know that she is. But I had no idea. Jack Hay, and she looks and sounds
0: exactly the same. Jack Hay, the, one of the stars from the hit movie Ladybugs with uh, Roddy Dangerfield, R.I.P., and Jonathan Brandis, R.I.P.
1: Oh, the same. But instead, we've got Jack Hay, V.I.P. You
0: know, we don't get enough of those, uh, <laughs> those gender bending soccer movies anymore.
1: No, there were a bunch of them in the 90s. Yeah.
0: Well, Jack K is on this team, and, you
1: know, Jack K might know who David Arquette is, but how could she even have anything to say to Jungle Boy? And what could Jungle Boy possibly have to say to Jack and
0: I, then, I, I like that she's also
1: a gimmick, by the way. Like, Jack K is such a gimmick. Oh, exactly. Sorry, you can't be Paul Rubens because you're Pee Wee Herman. That's your own fault. And I'm sorry, Jack K, you don't get a last name because you did it to yourself Decades ago, She's and so doing
0: fine. She's got plenty of Jack K money. She got that Jack K money. She might not have Emma money, but she has Jack K money.
1: Here's the. Kicker. She might have Eddie money. She might. She might have two tickets to paradise. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, dear listeners. David Arquette might have the wrestling team, but Pee Wee Herman brought the only WWE Hall of Famer to this episode of Family Feud. you know who it was? I do, but you can say it.
0: <laughs> Drew Carey. Who we also referenced on the last episode of our show. We compared uh, we compared <laughs> Nick Gage's uh, running knee to Drew Carey doing a running knee. What is happening? Apparently we only know actually about 20 wrestlers and Drew Carey. But what's
1: happening because we did it's not because we don't have things to talk about. The exact same thing happened when I, when we were watching AEW and the young bucks came out and they're wearing beards now and they're wearing these like rompers and it's all supposed to be ironic, but it's, it doesn't work for me. It's just tacky. And Nick Jackson with his beard, I thought to myself, huh, he looks a lot like, uh, about like, uh, Luke Grimes. From Yellowstone. Oh, my God. Now I'm talking about yes, Yellowstone. Yes. It's like, all full circle. Why It is. It's too much full circle. Why would we mention Drew Carey twice in two episodes? Other than, of course, he is a WWE Hall of Fame. Why wouldn't we mention him twice? I mean, he's got the ring.
0: Well, I'm surprised we mentioned him only twice. <laughs>
1: Can we go for the hat trick next week, folks? I don't know. And Drew Carey, and I always think it's funny because, like, Drew Carey, also the host of a game show... So you look at Steve Harvey, and he's like, I can do this better than you. (laughs) Probably. That's really all I had to say about it. David Arquette is a silly fucker. Like, that dude is weird. And it's so strange because when you see him in wrestling these days, as, of course, as we know, as our dear listeners know, he went back many, many, many years after uh, being the WCW world champion and got trained, and paid his dues, and has been on the road. I mean, he's made the towns, and he's put in the blood, sweat, and tears. His own blood that Nick Gage (laughs) pulled out of him, bringing back Nick Gage, who we're also apparently going to talk about on every episode. David Arquette, though, when you put him in a setting like Family Feud, is so strange. He is such a bizarre person.
0: And well, which not bizarre for wrestling, like he's no. playing a character, like he's just kind of an odd guy. Which we talked about David Arquette last episode too, Darren. We're talking about how he follows our social media, and how complimentary you were on about him on the last episode of this one. He is quote a silly fucker.
1: He is a silly fucker, okay. but I still I love that silly fucker. He's our silly fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I like David Arquette, but I mean, come on. He's, no, he's
0: he's he's a little bizarre, but a lot of actors are. Okay.
1: Dalton Castle, also very strange in a Family Feud type setting. But if you get a chance, uh, folks, check it out. Family Feud with the wrestling team that does not have a WWE Hall of Famer. But the opposing team, the team of Pee-wee, Herman, and Jack Hay, does in fact have WWE Hall of Famer Drew Carey. And who doesn't love Family Feud? Who doesn't love Steve Harvey? Only a jerk, I think.
0: I mean, Family Feud is not on the Peacock Network, Darren, so I don't know if anyone's going to actually be able to watch it. But if you have Peacock, you can most certainly watch NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam, both going down this weekend. And as we discussed last week, I do have the
1: Peacock app. It's really, really, really glitchy. It's real bad. I
0: was to say really good. No, it is. I was going is... to call you a peacock
1: shill. No, not at all. I am a peacock heel because oh, it is no. it is garbage. But it
0: has your yellow mire.
1: I I know, man. Your Longstone longstone. Like, I can't tell you how many times I have to restart the roku because peacock is like oh i don't know how to do it i don't know how to do my job i only have one job <laughs> i'm trying to watch it or i'm trying to watch like an episode of the office while i eat my breakfast and it's like no uh you know i'm just, just gonna back out i'm just gonna shut down
0: peacock we suck well nbc is a startup uh television, exactly the television uh why would you? This international conglomerate.
1: <laughs> Can we just hire like two computer programmers? They're the underdog,
0: okay, and streaming services. They're the Rockies, which is funny because Rocky won a lot. It's like when people say it's a David and Goliath story. It's like David won. I always want to say that, but you always do say it. I know. I like to point that out. David won. Well, you're not wrong. All right, but on the Peacock
1: Network, assuming it doesn't crash, uh, we've got a weekend (laughs) with two WWE shows, or I guess I should say one WWE show and one NXT show. I would like to know why they have flipped them for the first time. SummerSlam 2021 coming to us live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Is going to air on Saturday night on Peacock that's weird while NXT takeover 36 will air on Sunday night it's sort of like oh how was your it's like an after-dinner mint. I was gonna say a meal and a dessert but some people enjoy the dessert more than they like the meal this is more like SummerSlam is the meal and the dessert and takeover is the after-dinner mint.
0: okay well, it's typically, takeover is like the appetizer, and then right, yeah, then exactly. then eat The uh, the main
1: course. It's it's like food. It's a lot about food. It's much. It's a lot like food. It's a lot like food. Most a lot of things in my life are.
0: Well, let's talk about takeover first because it's actually a pretty short card.
1: I, I, yeah, and actually, because well, I want to treat it as the appetizer that it should be. Right. And not the after. They're wrong. That. We're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we are going to make our own history here, and say that takeover comes first as it as it should
0: as it should now just just uh so we're clear folks that typically on this show for those of you that remember hashtag your listeners of course will remember uh, if you're new to the show though you might not be aware that typically we do something called head to head head to head in times of uh ppvs or or big uh big shows not paul white uh but big wrestling shows and darren and i kind of like Square off with our opinions and uh, pick who the winners are. and the the following episode, we always uh, tally up who won the head-to-head. Head-to-head. But Darren and I are just, again, just getting back into this whole wrestling thing. We don't really... We can't make completely educated guesses as to what's going on. So in lieu of me making a prediction or Darren making a prediction, we're going to do a bit of a coin toss... Alright, right, (laughs) to see Uh, just by a random chance who uh, who, who we think is going to win. In lieu of a coin, because no one carries cash anymore, we have Darren's very own AJ Styles plushie. Uh, It's, it's, uh, what, five inches tall? Um, It's one of the...
1: Not one of, this is the most bizarre piece of wrestling... No, it's not. It's the second most bizarre piece of wrestling merchandise I own. What's the first? What's the first? Why, the first is a gift that I received from one of our dear friends and a friend of the show, Jared Hill, who two, maybe three Christmases ago, uh, gifted me a Sable pool cue. Wow. And that is the most interesting piece of wrestling merchandise that I have. And I'm sitting here right now and I can see several interesting pieces Of wrestling merchandise, I've got my red, white, and blue Fest wrestling trucker hat. I've got my Shotzi Blackheart pizza plate. There is the aforementioned AJ Styles plushie. There is the Sable pool cue. I have uh, another gift from John Bring, uh, friend of the show and friend of ours, who gifted me former roommate of mine. (laughs) Hey. Uh, a cartoonist's rendition of a mid-1990s WWF Mount Rushmore with the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, and Bret Hart. And uh, yeah, so it's it's a weird,
0: wild world of wrestling merchandise, and I and I have more weird stuff than I thought I did. Well, this artifact right here, we're gonna see if there's any luck to it, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna flip him. Uh, let's go over the matches. It's gonna be like heads or tails. But basically, yeah. Uh, AJ Styles heads up as heads, and then the back of him obviously as tails. Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about matches, and we'll 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 flip AJ as we go.
1: All right. So the NXT UK title is on the line. We've got a rematch from hell over a year ago. It has the rematch itself has been delayed. The NXT UK champion Walter is taking on Ilya Dragunov, the first ever Russian-born wwe superstar taking on walter for the nxt uk title this might be the match i'm most looking forward to
0: it probably is mine as well um a lot of build-up though because it has been delayed for so long it might be the black widow of of, of nxt don't say say it ain't so i don't know we don't we don't know but hopefully, hopefully it delivers i mean and it will likely be the match of the night. I'll say that for sure. But, uh, all right. So Walter versus, uh, Dragunov. I'm going to do uh, heads up, Walter. <laughs> Butt up will be tails for, uh, Dragunov. Here we go. Oh, Dragunov. Oh my <laughs> the
1: goodness. The AJ
0: plushie says Dragunov.
1: The AJ plushie says Dragunov. So I'm gonna put a little dot here, so we remember what AJ, oh, okay. what the AJ plushie, okay. said.
0: You know, he don't want none. He, he don't want none. He's looking scared, like he doesn't really want none. All right, next, the NXT
1: Women's title is on the line. Raquel Gonzalez, uh, who I actually remember as the Phantom of the House Show. <laughs> I didn't she looked
0: like she was trying to try, like, three gimmicks at once and none
1: were working. Yeah, like, she forgot her gear, so she got pieces, leftover pieces of
0: other people's gear. She went to a high school drama department's <laughs> uh, uh, dressing room and just grabbed anything. Um, Let's see. Do you have any anything?
1: Oh, yes. I'll take it. Yeah, I, I've missed her ascent. Like, we've missed it over the last year and a half. But Raquel Gonzalez... Who is the NXT women's champion is defending it against Dakota Kai they apparently were allies once upon a time Dakota Kai is the
0: heel in this whole thing and which is I, funny because she's a third of the size of raquel giant Gonzalez uh yeah it's always it's <laughs> strange when you have the the heel is just someone who's just so tiny. So I have
1: no idea what's going to happen. And besides, we're not making picks anyway. We're not plushy making picks. Plus AJ
0: Styles is. Oh, uh, plus she AJ Styles. He knows best. Um, Raquel, though, yeah. I Like you said, we, we haven't really seen her the last year. Apparently, I, I guess she's decent now. She dethroned Eero Shirai, who I think is one of the best women's wrestlers. And she was the NXT Women's Champion for a very long time. So very surprised that she beat Iro Shirai. Uh, but let's see what the AJ Styles plus she has to say. Heads up, Raquel. Uh, Heads down, Dakota. Oh, it rolled over. Dakota Kai. Oh my God. It's saying Dakota Kai. Uh, This AJ plushie wants all
1: belts to change hands. It
0: really does. AJ, you're you're reckless.
1: (laughs) Next up, the million dollar championship is on the line. Hold up. The million dollar championship? Like, million dollar man Ted DiBiase? Like... That belt the with same. the dollar signs made out of diamonds, yeah, it's back. That belt is now apparently a legitimate title in NXT. God, I was getting fearful
0: there weren't enough title belts on uh, <laughs> WWE programming. You
1: know, God forbid they defend the North American championship on this. No,
0: paper. no, no, this belt. This fake
1: belt from 30 years ago. The, hey. But apparently it not only exists, it's part of this whole gimmick. L.A. Knight, which is the artist formerly known as Eli Drake in Impact and other various forms of TNA and NWA. Eli Drake is now known as L.A. Knight.
0: And what do you think about that name? What do you think about Not L. A. to be Knight? confused with L.A. Lights? Maybe the, not. the The... the, the Tennis shoes that would light up as you walked. Do you recall those? Oh no, I thought about originally called L.A. Lights. Oh, okay. Is
1: that what became L.A. Gear? Maybe because that's what I'm thinking of. Because I definitely had some L.A. Gear tennis shoes. Also, I had some B.K. Knights. So is this? Is did Eli Drake have a bunch of like '80s tennis shoes, and he just <laughs> put them in a blender and was like, "That's the name I want." He put them in night. a blender. That's what he did. Yeah, he did. Okay. Well, he is he is the million dollar champion, and he is defending it against Cameron Grimes. Now, in case you don't know who Cameron Grimes is, he is much better known as Trevor Lee because we're now in the era of NXT. Now you got to change your name again, right? And that's why, like Priscilla Kelly is now Gigi Dolan, well, Trevor Lee is now Cameron Grimes, and Trevor Lee, back when I used to, when we saw him in Impact several years ago, when he was mixing it up with the Hardys and the whole broken mat and all that, that version of Trevor Lee was like, I don't know what his gimmick was. He was like a caveman or something. It's very confusing. Now he's doing like some weird like steampunk Leon Russell riverboat gambler gimmick, and I don't understand it.
0: For the record, I had to point out the Leon Russell aspect of his gimmick to you, which is such a letdown. <laughs> well, Cameron Grimes is fighting not only to try and win this
1: million-dollar championship, but he's trying to get out from underneath L.A. Knight because apparently at some point in recent history, he has become, through a stipulation of a wrestling match, because this is how life works, <laughs> Cameron Grimes became the butler of L.A. Knight. Well, now if L.A. Knight wins this match, Cameron Grimes is set free, but the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase must now become the butler for L.A. Knight. So, uh, that's kind of weird.
0: On the last episode, we talked about Ted DiBiase and the whole uh, butler-Virgil incident. What is going on? Apparently, only 10 things have ever happened in wrestling.
1: Synchronicity.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: Well, who's going to win the match, AJ
0: Styles Whoa, plushie? we're going to find out right now. Heads up, LA Knights. <laughs> heads down, Cameron Grimes. Oh, LA, LA
1: Knight. Oh, no. We're sorry, Million Dollar Man. But you're first heads up. You're going to be a butler. It's
0: hard to think that uh, this AJ was only one-sided. <laughs> <laughs> the NXT
1: championship is on the line. An actual championship, not a made-up belt.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, the champion is because, because the NXT Championship isn't a made-up belt. No, it's <laughs> they're all
1: technically made-up belts. Well, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Okay. Some, I mean, if you de- if you believe in natural law, then certain things are are given to man by God, and and okay. so maybe that's the origin of the NXT Championship. Who's to say? Who you used to say, apparently, Karrion Cross, who. I didn't know was still in NXT because I definitely thought he had become Jobber to the Stars yes. on SmackDown, but apparently he is defending the NXT championship against Ready for this? Samoa Joe. Former NXT champion Samoa Joe. I'm excited about this match. Why? Because that's how much I like Samoa Joe. Because I don't care a thing about Carrying Cross.
0: Oh, fair enough. I, I like uh Scarlet Bordeaux.
1: Oh yeah, I like Scarlet Bordeaux too. I think
0: a lot of the, the male audience like Scarlet Bordeaux. I think a lot about Scarlet Bordeaux. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, it's <laughs> get a little creepy. Uh, Samoa Joe, uh, this this match I'm sure will be, will be a decent match, but Samoa Joe has to lose. There's no he reason, has to lose. There's no reason to to put him over on Karrion Cross. Um, I say that but who knows anymore. What does AJ say is what I have to ask. That's what I'm so heads up, Carrion, and uh, down will be old Joe. Here we go. No, oh! <laughs> AJ, I don't, I don't believe this. Samoa Joe. Oh my God. AJ's is going for the upset. AJ, you don't want none. You don't uh, want none. He's looking scared, like you don't
1: really want none. I don't know if this will be the main event or not, but if it is, it makes perfect sense. Former friends and stablemates Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole are going to face off at NXT TakeOver 36 in a two out of three falls match. The first fall will be a traditional wrestling match. The second fall will be a street fight. And if necessary, and And of course it will be. And it
0: will be, yeah.
1: Fall three will be a
0: steel cage match. If you're in the ring crew and you build the cage only for it to not be used... I would be furious. Yeah. Yeah. I would quit. I would quit. <laughs> Much like Hooventude and, and Chris Jericho should have mid mid match. They really should have. Uh yeah, so obviously it'll probably go one Cole, one uh one O'Reilly, and then right into right into that steel cage and uh AJ. Well let's,
1: hold on, let's talk about Adam Cole for a second. Okay. Here. Sorry,
0: sorry AJ. Sorry, AJ.
1: Not that we're making picks because AJ is. Right, right. I'm not. But Don't you put Kyle O'Reilly over here because Adam
0: Cole is probably leaving. Sure. I guess it depends on Adam Cole because there has been a lot of talk of Adam Cole potentially leaving and uh, Bobby Fish again, leaving isn't helping Adam Cole staying. I I just don't, I I know triple H is infatuated with Adam Cole. I just don't think Vince McMahon sees it. Um, I think you're totally
1: right about that. Yeah. And under those circumstances, I think Adam Cole should leave. Okay. But we'll talk about that if and when that comes to pass. Right. He does have to put in work this Sunday, however, in fighting Kyle O'Reilly in a two out of three falls match. What does the AJ Styles plushie have to All say? All
0: right, AJ. Heads up. O'Reilly heads down. Cole, baby. Adam Cole, baby! is oh, wow, saying. Wow. Something tells me this... <laughs> AJ Styles plushie is not right. Well, what, what if oh, he picks is, a perfect NXT his, takeover?
1: What are you thinking? It's like your head's full of stuffing, AJ. Ah,
0: you. That dumb smirk of yours. Oh, his head is literally full of stuffing. Oh.
1: Stuffing so nonsense.
0: I. So am I on Thanksgiving. hey Hello!
1: All right, let's move on to the SummerSlam card and see if this AJ... Well, let's, let's see if AJ
0: picks himself to win.
1: <laughs> well, he is in the first match, or... <laughs> As AJ Styles and Omos, uh, who are bad. the Raw Tag Team Champions, how, how about that Omos? Oh man, he's almost as big as a house. Yeah, he's <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's he's a big guy, no doubt. Uh, he's I mean, he's, he has that big guy awkwardness, like he falls like a tree and like moves about. A, he moves like Megazord does, like characters. You know, <laughs> <Fire> <laughs> Um, but he, he's giant and he's not like lanky, you know, like he actually like looks like a very tall athlete next to AJ Styles. It's just, it's bizarre watching. It. It's like he brought his adopted child with him to wrestling or something. Yeah.
1: Like almost that. moves like, it's like Rey Mysterio and his son. <laughs> it is a lot like that. It's a lot like that. It almost moves, you know, similar, like is one of his arms is made of like a pterodactyl right. and one of them is made of a saber toothed tiger. Right, right. Well, the pterodactyl was the chess piece, Darren. Alright, I didn't really pay attention very very (laughs) closely to the Mighty Morphin Uh, Power Rangers. Season
0: 1 Power Rangers, uh, it it got no better.
1: I agree, but I still didn't pay very close attention. Fair enough, clearly. I I paid even less attention to the Big Bad Beetleborgs. Oh, well, don't um, get me started. Because I couldn't even really describe what one of those looked like. (laughs) I at least know that there was a
0: pterodactyl and it was pink. Big Bad Beetleborgs. It's it's bizarre because obviously it's a ripoff of uh, Power Rangers, but the name is more of a ripoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So they kind of doubled down. So it was like we'll get both those audience to watch this horseshit, <laughs> and and no one and no one did. So oh. I
1: I definitely didn't.
0: Uh, but who are they fighting? They're fighting Randy Orton
1: and Matt Riddle. Okay, let's talk about that for just a second. Okay. I want to talk about Matt Riddle. What have you done to my Matt Riddle? First of all, you've taken Matt away, and I don't like that. You've taken the name Matt away, and Riddle is just weird as a one-name person. That's not the Riddler. I'm about to say it sounds like, yeah, the Riddler. And for the gimmick that they have stuck on Matt Riddle, it's not that it's a far cry from what his gimmick has always been. But it's just too silly. He's it's, like, it's the volumes turned up too much, way too much, way too much. They always want to talk about turning it up to ten, turn it up to eleven. They've turned it up to thir- unlucky thirteen.
0: Yeah, I think I said like what they turned him into a, a SNO Weekend Update character. Yes, and yeah. I agree with that. He's like
1: part Steve-O. he's part Spicoli from Fast
0: Times at Ridgemont High, right?
1: And he's zero badass
0: cage fighter. Matt Riddle. You, I mean, the way they're playing him, you wouldn't, you wouldn't like remember that he's the guy that could legitimately beat up all these guys. Right. Yeah. Well, and also the thing is, we're talking about like people changing their names or shortening their names because Vince McMahon loves to shorten people's names. You don't do that with Matt Riddle because he was established before the wrestling. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't bring on like Tito Ortiz and just call him Tito because you'd be like, okay, some guy named Tito. Oh, Tito, I know that. Yeah. Or Like Chuck Liddell, like oh, it's he's fighting Liddell or he's fighting Chuck. You know what I mean? Right. He's he fighting old Chucky. Yeah, you, you don't you don't take a name that m- that might actually be known by people and just shorten it because that's that's so Vince McMahon though.
1: It really is, and I really hate it. Um, one of the things that we didn't get to do because we took the great hiatus was discuss our favorite wrestlers of the year, two thousand nineteen. Um, Which we actually could have done because we made it through that whole year of watching. And I actually did compile mine. And Matt Riddle was my number one wrestler for the year 2019. And uh, which was, which actually 2018 and 2017, my favorite wrestler had been Effie. And Effie was my second favorite wrestler of 2019.
0: Take that, Effie. Shots fired. But here we are two years later. That's the real reason why we shut down. Because Darren didn't have the heart to say that Effie was number two and not one.
1: Well, it's taken me this long to, to get the nerve up to say that. But that's how much I liked Matt Riddle. And I really want to still like him. But I just don't know if I can buy into this, like razor scooter riding like sort of a dumbass stoner version of him. Right. I understand him being kind of a surfery kind of dude. I mean, he's always looked like that and talked like that to a certain extent in the long blonde hair and all that, but I don't know, just a little too silly for me, but uh I just I had to throw that in there because it's a disappointment for me. Randy Orton and Matt Riddle are reluctant partners on this show on SummerSlam and that's part of the gimmick and I uh you know so it'll be interesting. I really am interested to watch Omos wrestle. I'm not. I I am because even though he's too tall and he does move awkwardly, it's not like great kali awkward. I mean he look he, he he does he's proportionately built. And so I think he could be better than some of those true, true next level
0: giants. I think he might be able to be co- a little more coordinated. You don't put him in a tag team situation with two people who can actually wrestle, though. He, he, even if he could wrestle, this is not a or not even like that. Even if you were like competent enough to like move around a little bit, you wouldn't put him in this situation. If if this were anyone else wrestling with AJ Styles against the uh, what do they call RK Bro? um this might actually be a good match but because you have him being booked as a giant which he is it's not going to be a good wrestling match you're right and then that's why that's why this match is doa to me right now Hmm. so uh I,
1: I i don't i don't look at it quite the same way but i agree with what you're saying it's not going to be some amazing clinic because if almost as part of it it's going to get slow it's going to get basic and it's not going to be some stellar wrestling match
0: and that's nothing against him you're you're in the ring with like you know matt riddle who's a very competent wrestler aj styles and brandy orton are both veterans and you put this new guy in who like can barely move around and he's probably trying hard not to like break someone's leg on accident um i mean it is it is what it is so the
1: best part of this match will be if we get like Two to three minutes of Matt Riddle and AJ Styles. I think
0: we'll mostly get AJ... Like, they'll probably, like, try to keep him from tagging in. Uh, almost, sir, or, or, I'm sure it's gonna be the other way around, where Almost is just, like, waylaying on, like, Riddle and trying to get that hot tag to Orton or whatever. But what
1: does AJ Styles say? What does the plush version of AJ think Man. about the flesh and blood version of We're AJ? We're going
0: to find out right now, folks. Heads up, AJ. Heads down, Orton and Riddle... Heads up! (laughs) Alright. The the AJ Plushy became self-aware. Alright.
1: I didn't know this. I had to look up the card for this show. And this is the one that I didn't know anything about. I knew about all the rest of these matches. Didn't know this was even happening. Curious if it is actually still happening. We're going to say that it is. Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. What year is it with Bliss? Dewdrop, yeah aka uh, piper nevin yeah. Yeah, yeah dewdrop is that how you say that it's not how you should spell it but that's how they're spelling it dewdrop that name doesn't make any sense at all well eventually it'll just be dew when vince mcmahon's done with her i mean who came up with that Dewdrop? <laughs> i mean that her name is piper Nevin. It's not like her name was Gumdrop and they're like, oh, we got to copyright it. Let's call her it Dewdrop." It's like, hi, my name is Piper Niven. Mm, yeah, let's come up with, let's riff on that. Piper Niven, Piper Niven. How about Dewdrop?" She went,
0: okay, yes. What Are the you paying f-
1: me? Yes. What the hell is that name? And why is she with Eva Marie and why Eva Marie?
0: I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are. Why is Eva Marie with Eva Marie? Uh, why is Eva Marie with WWE? Uh, Alexa Bliss, uh, still rocking um, old, the Bray Wyatt gimmick. <laughs> old Bray Wyatt's gimmick. When they realized there's two people doing the same thing, they went, eh, "We can lose Bray Wyatt." Um, so that's still weird to me. I thought she was fine when she was just Alexa Bliss, but I haven't really seen any of this Alexa Bliss stuff where she's doing the bizarre, spooky kid uh, I gimmick. I kind of like it. Okay, I haven't seen any of it. I, I am, I am whatever about this match. Uh, even Marie, I, I missed the entire era. Of her wrestling, so I have zero opinion of her. I remember she has really orangish-red hair. Yeah, is, she yeah. Still, is, she, is it still red? I, I believe it is. That's kind of her personality.
1: Wow, okay. Well,
0: I mean, a lot of the women to set themselves apart in WWE are, are they're basically their hair colors. We talked about this before. <laughs> they have to have like meetings with each other to decide who's going to get what hair color. Um. Hey, it is what it is. The Bianca Belair
1: and Sasha Banks did not attend the same meeting. However,
0: oh, well, that's true. They're, um, they're decked out in blue accoutrement.
1: Yeah, I think you said they're all. Uh, it's all blue and sequins. Yeah, and I said that they look like two mermaids. It's going to be the first <laughs> ever m- all mermaid match. We don't know that. But Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie, AJ Styles, uh, Stuffed Animal, what do you think? Who, stuffed? He's not an animal. He's a, he's a, rest, he's a man. <laughs> well, you know, we're all really animals.
0: All right, all right. Uh, AJ heads pro, up, Alexa.
1: Pro wrestling is what separates us from the animals, Perry. This is true.
0: Uh, AJ heads up, Alexa uh, heads down Eva Marie. With Dewdrop. Oh! Eva Marie with Dewdrop is what AJ uh, says.
1: Well, if Eva Marie wins that match, it will definitely be because of Drop. And it will be because her name is Drew <laughs> right? Drew McIntyre is fighting Jinder Mahal in the in, in the two man band match,
0: right? Which the the sad thing about this is it's it's that's been referenced. I'm pretty sure on television the fact that they used to be part of three man band together with uh Heath Slater. Heath Slater is the missing component, though. You really need him to be involved in this whole thing. No,
1: you but. know, he's got kids, and it's true. Uh, is he? with rhino in impact could be and how many times has rhino retired now <laughs> he also doesn't age by the way
0: oh yeah he's doing great and
1: he's one of those weird ones all wrestlers age poorly he made he made a, a deal rhino. with the
0: devil the devil said you'll never age but i want your neck
1: <laughs> he said gladly he said take it take my neck drew mcintyre and jinder mahal in the two-man band match uh the stipulation that I saw is that Veer and Shanky are banned from ringside. It's true. I would assume that Veer and Shanky are the two guys that are with Jinder Mahal. That
0: is correct. I do believe Drew McIntyre defeated uh, Shanky on Raw to uh, to get that stipulation added. Which one's Shanky? The tall one.
1: Okay. He's new. Veer had a tag team partner that looked just like him. Had the face paint and the the... Uh, for lack of a better word, the skirt. Right. And they were like twins. And, like, they looked exactly alike, and they were great. And I thought they were really cool. What, is that? Was that other guy Giant Zanjir? I mean, I'm not trying to just, like, group all Indians together here. No, like, no.
0: As we've mentioned several times, we've watched so little wrestling, we, we don't know. But what happened to the guy that looks like Veer?
1: Instead, we have Shanky, who kind of looks like an eight-foot-tall, beautiful woman. Like he is... <laughs> shanky. I was
0: not expecting you to say that.
1: If indeed we're talking about the right person. I would
0: never tell someone named Shanky uh, that they look like a eight-foot-tall, beautiful woman if they were a guy.
1: Well, you know, especially... Shanky is who you want to know the least if you're in prison. Sure, sure, sure. Unless, unless he's on your side.
0: Right, right, right. Yes. You might
1: get shankied in the shower. But thank God, Shanky!
0: <laughs> Shanky's with me, uh,
1: <laughs> but Shanky will not be with anyone. Shanky is is banned from ringside. <laughs> if anybody's getting shankied in this match, it might be Gender Mahal because <laughs> Drew McIntyre is allowed to carry around a longsword now. He carries what a, the actual fuck?
0: He carries a real claymore to the ring. I don't understand that. Uh, I mean, I guess you can you can reach back to like the days of Brutus Beefcake carrying shears into the ring. Um, but, but it's not like Hacksaw Jim Duggan who brought a two by four conceivably, you could hit someone with that. He's never going to hit someone with the Claymore, but he's, he, he's not, he's not Seamus, but he the Claymore tries kid. to. Yeah. It, it's, it's a bizarre situation there. I might actually kill you. If you come over here, it's like, you'll be arrested. Also, what's up with the weird, like sword in the stone? gimmick that he's got now no oh, i hate it because because it makes no sense because he comes out with the sword and the stone's out there waiting for him in the entrance way he puts the sword into the stone and then pulls the stone the sword back out of the stone either leave it there or you come out and the sword is already in the stone uh, I don't yeah, like Yeah, you're definitely doing it all wrong. Also, that, all stone, wrong.
1: that stone looks really terrible. It does. It looks like something that you'd buy, like, in the garden center at Target.
0: That's probably where they got it. I mean,
1: it looks like, you know, the fake rocks that you, like, put your house key in? Yeah. And then you set it in the garden, like, oh, it looks
0: just like a real rock.
1: <laughs> and, of course, it doesn't. That's I've what never this,
0: seen a real rock before. This, is this
1: giant, white, plastic-looking stone that Drew McIntyre puts this enormous man-sized sword into
0: and then takes it right back out. Yeah. It also looks and like carries it's... carries the ring down the aisle very carefully so he doesn't accidentally stab someone's hand. It also looks like the big
1: fake-looking rock, it looks like it would be on wheels. I was like, there's a guy in WWE now whose job it is... He's the rock guy. To wheel this rock into place. Yes. And they're going to catch... The cameraman's going to catch him. Right. And it's going to be like where they can't cut away from it. And it's going to be like, uh, oh, there's that guy. Uh, There's the guy with the garden rock.
0: It's the rock guy.
1: It's not the rock. No, no. It's (laughs) It's the the rock rock guy. guy. So Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. This is a cool match, actually. We've, We've made a lot of jokes that this is expensive, this match. But I really like Jinder Mahal. And I really like Drew McIntyre. So I'm excited to see this match.
0: Well, let's see who AJ cares about winning the match. Heads up, Drew McIntyre. Heads down, Gender Mahal. Go, go, go. Oh, Jinder Mahal. All right. Shanky be damned. Shanky or no. He's sand Shanky. Uh, and he's still going to win, according to AJ Styles.
1: Shanky will be in catering waiting for you, Gender. And Whoa. He'll, he'll have some... Um...
0: Wearing his SummerSlam whites.
1: <laughs> Which, why did he bother? If oh, why, he's banned he banned from ringside, oh, that was we're never going to see him. That's dumb. The U.S. title, the U.S. title, the Continental title. The Continental title. Is is held currently by Seamus. Seamus! And he will be defending it against Damien Priest. A, a punishment Martinez by any other name would smell... Just awful.
0: I think you just got on any wrestler named Martinez. The Mercedes Martinezes of the world. The well, if you British only Martinez's knew the what world, the
1: Martinezes had done to me, oh, wow. I, I think you would understand. Oh, wow,
0: wow. Well, I When I turned on Raw and saw Ricochet and Sheamus, I thought they were tagging. I thought they were going to be called ricochet <laughs> Uh It was not to be, though. Also, I thought that uh, what is
1: up with, with Sheamus's mask? I thought he was like uh, Meteor Man.
0: That's true. I love Seamus' new look, that whole Gangs of New York look he's got going for him. Oh, that's cool. But the mask ruins it. It's like it's like Raquel Gonzalez. <laughs> it's just one too many things. I think he might actually have it, though, because like, he actually was injured in the face recently. I think, I think, I think.
1: Similarly to Meteor Man?
0: Correct. Just like Meteor Man, yes.
1: Uh, Seamus... And Damian Priest, I don't know what their beef is, and I don't like Damian Priest. Well,
0: Sheamus has a title belt that Damian Priest wants, so... The
1: Archer of Infamy? What does that even mean? I don't know. Also, if Drew McIntyre can carry around an actual long sword, why does Damian Priest have to pantomime a bow and arrow? Can, <laughs> like, maybe if Damian Priest were given a real bow and arrow that he could shoot, I might be into him. Like, suddenly I would like him more as a character if I knew... That he could shoot you if if he had a, a a a distance weapon a distance attack kind of
0: hard to gimmick a, a an arrow that are going to the audience and killing some kid wearing a John Cena, teacher. <laughs> uh, but well
1: he could come out with the arrow and he could put it in
0: a rock and take it out that's true it's true put it back in again whatever it's all fun uh AJ heads up Sheamus will retain and uh face down we're talking uh, Priest is your new what? US champion. Uh, oh, Damian Priest, AJ okay. Plushy, AJ says upset.
1: Okay, you know that we were talking about the idea of doing this with the AJ Styles plushie, and we thought that it would be uh, a, a good random, and this is not random at all. I, I find this that, is
0: like I find that he's typically landing on his on his face. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I I don't know. Hey, hey, hey. We, it, what if he's a hundred percent accurate, Darren? What if he's a hundred percent accurate? Again, I don't want to make any educated uh, guesses because I am not educated as far as what's been going on lately. So, the well, AJ Plushie it is, Darren. Well,
1: he, he's he been watching. He's always
0: watching. He never blinks. The world is watching.
1: <laughs> Edge is taking on Seth Rollins in the... Uh, an, <laughs> who an, Looks More Homeless Who match? Looks More Homeless match. Whose hair is greasier and beard is longer? Match. Uh, who looks
0: more gross? Match.
1: Who has more bags under their eyes? Oh, Edge wins that one. Edge has the edge in that department. <laughs> That's why
0: they call him that. Is that Whose voice do I do I hate to hear the
1: most? Oh my God, you think you know me, but uh, oh, <laughs> I I don't what. Well, also, Seth Rollins wears like gim like gimmicky suits now. Yeah. It yeah, would wearing a like a like a uh what is that color? Turquoise or teal? Teal. Let's say teal. Okay. Teal suit with the with butterflies on it? Yeah. Is that what Seth Rollins needs to wear? Also, if the oh my god, this new fleet of announcers doesn't stop using the word drip in every sentence, I am going to throw up. <laughs> You're gonna drip from your mouth. <laughs> That's gross. That's All right. What is, I, I I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's, all I, that's all. I Got Edge versus Seth edge Rollins. Is, edge is back.
0: Oh, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say Seth Rollins. Uh, is AJ face up and Edge is uh face down here? Oh, uh, no uh, I don't know where that landed. Oh, oh no.
1: How do you land on his side again? that
0: draw? let me draw, folks? Here we go. Throw number two.
1: Ooh. Face down. Okay. Really. That so Edge. 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 Ooh. Okay. Wow. He don't want none. All right, the SmackDown Women's Championship is held by Bianca Belair, um, and she's fighting Sasha Banks, and they both look like mermaids.
0: They look like mermaids. I mentioned folks. that earlier. This it, match will be underwater.
1: It will be under the sea. It'd be very difficult to pin someone underwater, wouldn't it? Ah, uh, make it happen. You could. I sure. just mean it would be difficult. It'd be more difficult. It, it throws gravity for a loop. And I think Bianca Belair is fully capable of throwing Sasha Banks for a loop. That's... Because yeah, that's, that's... She is a... She is a monster. Like, I am afraid of Bianca Belair's arms. She's... She would definitely beat me in an arm wrestling contest. And she, I am... I'm a huge dude. She says she is the
0: EST, which means she is the... the, the Eastern Standard Time? Yes. That's exactly what that means. Uh, but It means uh, strongest, best... It's, I don't know. Uh, she's definitely a strongest. I don't know. Rhea Ripley's pretty strong, too, but... I don't uh, know, man.
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't mess around with Bianca Belair's arms. They are intense.
0: Yeah, hopefully Bianca's become a better wrestler over the last year. Again, I haven't really
1: watched. She has become a better mic worker. Oh, that's good. Like, I was really impressed with the way that she was able to talk down Sasha Banks, who is okay. Like, Sasha Banks is about the same on the mic as she's always been, which is pretty good. Right. She got good enough, and she was like, that's good enough. Yeah, no more for me. I'll play a silent role on The Mandalorian. (laughs) Hopefully I won't get canceled like everybody else on The Mandalorian. Hey,
0: man, Sasha Banks gave uh, a DDT to Boba Fett. I never thought I'd ever Uh. say that sentence in my life, but it (laughs) happened. Uh, Okay, so Bianca Belair is your champion. Uh, Face up, she retains, and face down, Sasha Banks is your new champion until Charlotte takes it away from her. Oh, Bianca Belair retains, according to Plushie.
1: Plus she AJ Styles don't want none. SmackDown Tag Team Champions. It's that Oos. It's that Usos, and they are taking on those what are the
0: names:
1: Jimmy and Jimmy and,
0: and Dewey, Jimmy John. Jimmy, Jim- and
1: John, Jimmy and Dewey, Jimmy Johns, Jimmy and Dewey D U I. My God. <laughs> woo woo sounds a lot like. Woo, woo, woo! Which is what he hears every time he gets pulled over for a DUI. Hey
0: man, if it happens once, shame on you. If it happens four times, uh, really shame on you. (laughs)
1: Oh, Uso! (laughs) (laughs) So, why are they called the Usos? I go. <laughs> we're, about <Ooh>. to, <laughs> we're about to be
0: the only inmates in, in USO Penitentiary if they don't if they can't stop drinking and driving.
1: Oh, USO drunk!
0: the name were the the booze soaps. Oh. All right, Ooh. okay. Whew.
1: Who are they fighting? <laughs> they're fighting the Mysterios. They're Los, fighting Los Mysteriosos. Bray, Mysterio, and Son, you figure out who's who. They're fighting Captain
0: <laughs> hey, Man! And son. Oh god. Worse. Uh, they're fighting Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. But unfortunately Rey Mysterio is Scrappy. Um,
1: <laughs> you know I think when looking at this AJ plushie and I think it was originally a Scrappy Doo plushie that has been reskinned because that, that's yeah. what
0: Scrappy Doo is shaped like. Scrappy had the same abs. I've seen it.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's Scrappy,
0: like, you know. He's Scrappy. Any thoughts on the match? The Usos. No. I like the Usos' his heels. Uh, not on the road, of course, but <laughs> in the ring, uh, they're they're better. They're they were they were. They were unremarkable when they were like faces, like super colorful faces, but when they went heel, man, like it just clicked and everyone loved it.
1: Oh, man, I yeah, I like them. I mean, they're they're good wrestlers and they have a legacy and they're talented and they've got a great look. So like I'm on board for them. I mean, it's unfortunate that that they can't stay out of trouble. All right. Um but Dominic Mysterio I've missed the Again, he rose to prominence during the great hiatus. And, you know, he, it looks like he's wearing Seth Rollins' old gear. Hand-me-down <laughs> uh, gear. And, you know, it's—it I don't like the idea that he is so much bigger than Rey Mysterio. I mean, I know that that's life. And, like, in life, that should be fine and not weird. But in wrestling, the father can't be... Like Size 12 to 15 and inches wrestling. shorter than the child. No, I understand. Because now it looks, especially because Dominic's face is not covered and Ray's face is covered, it sort of makes Ray ageless. And so when they're together, it looks like Dominic's the dad. Right. And that's weird. That is kind of bizarre. I don't like it. So the Mysterios versus the Usos.
0: SmackDown Tag Championships on the line. The Usos, AJ up. The Mysterios, AJ Down, who's going to win. It's a Mysterio. Oh, Ray Mysterio, and Son. Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh. AJ Plushy, full of surprises and stuffing, as we said earlier. The
1: WWE Championship is on the line. The WWE Champion going into this weekend is Bobby Lashley, and he will be taking on... Goldberg of course Bill Goldberg coming back out of retirement Goldberg's son is the anti-rhino because rhino doesn't age meanwhile Goldberg's son the last time we saw him on television which was wasn't that long ago infant he was a very little boy who looked like he was afraid to be outdoors and now <laughs> he's, well, what with the usos out there <laughs> driving <laughs> And now we've got, you know, Goldberg Jr. hanging out at ringside and breaking hearts, man. Like, who's the stud-muffin Lil, Lil Goldberg? I don't know. He's not a child. Maybe that
0: eight-foot-tall, beautiful woman. Shanky? That's,
1: I'm sorry. That's I so I, dumb. You know, I call it like I see it. It's the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. This is true. And sometimes... Eight foot tall Indian men look like beautiful women. This is very true. And sometimes
0: little Jewish boys look like handsome, handsome guys. Sure, that's life. It happens. I've always liked Bobby Lashley, um, but obviously his downfall was that he should never speak on a microphone. True. So they put him with MVP, and MVP is great on the microphone. That's working really, really well. That's also true. Uh, We missed the entire year where there were affection. Um, I forgot what the fact was even called. The Hurt Business. The Hurt Business. It apparently did so well that Vince McMahon immediately broke them all up and fans were not happy with that. Yeah, that was a dumb idea. That could
1: have been, the Hurt Business could have been big business for sure. a long time.
0: Yeah, but it's good that MVP stayed with Lashley because they, it gives something, it gives MVP something to do and Lashley looks better when you have someone talk for you, you know, i.e. Uh, Heyman and, and Lesnar, it works really well. So, I like this. I like this whole this whole setup here. I mean, Goldberg had better not go over on Lashley. Where it is, Goldberg's got a few more appearances booked, though. So, it could be that he wins it and then loses it back a couple of shows down the road. How weird is it that, of all people, because Goldberg is
1: just not a WWE guy. He's not a Vince guy. He's not a Hunter
0: guy. For, for, You're for... going to bring
1: him back over and over for these weird... Late in life runs and actually
0: give him the belt. Well, for a guy that Vince did not make, it's strange that Vince likes Goldberg as much as he does. That's
1: exactly what I mean. Sting, Sting no dif-
0: didn't get that. You took the word Sting right did out not get mouth. that. And Sting's the bigger icon than Goldberg is, uh, or was, I should say. So it's just kind of strange that he'll bring Goldberg back repeatedly and just have him kind of win every now and again. They're pretty good. Pretty good uh, win-loss ratio there.
1: Well, I know we're not picking winners, and I'm not picking a winner. I will just say that, historically speaking, who am I a bigger fan of? Obviously, Goldberg. I'm just not a big Lashley fan. But I don't want Goldberg to win this title here at the <laughs> right. end of 2021. It's just bad booking. But we're not picking, and we're not booking. However, AJ, the hands of fate are in the hands of this Hey, the AJ's hands
0: that don't have fingers, they have very tiny hands here. Okay, so uh, AJ heads up will be Lashley and down will be Goldberg. Oh, Goldberg. Oh, AJ, well, I think you're right. Plus, AJ, I think he's right too. Sadly, AJ Styles, I don't want him to says be right. Goldberg is winning this match. <laughs> People are gonna think, why do they think AJ Styles is in every match? <laughs>
1: The Raw Women's title is on the line. The champion is Nikki A.S.H. For those of you who have not been watching, um, take our word because we've also not been watching. But Nikki Cross is now Nikki A.S.H., which stands for... Almost a superhero? Almost a superhero. Almost a superhero? Right. Nikki A.A.S.H., but whatever. We don't include our definite articles when we are creating uh, initials.
0: Well, it's not the F B O I. Exactly. Or the U S O A. That's true.
1: That's also true. It's not the A A S H. So Nikki Ash, and that's actually what I'm gonna call her here. Nikki Ash, if you don't know, she is a superhero. She's not almost a superhero, she is a superhero. She's mighty almost. yeah, Yeah. She's mighty Molly. She is Hurricane Helms. She is Rosie, a superhero in training. That is that is it. It's not a different gimmick. It's not a send-up of the gimmick. It's not an alteration of the gimmick. Nova. It's that gimmick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She is, however, the Raw Women's Champion, which I know Perry and I both have said we would have never believed that would be the case. And she will be defending that title in a triple threat match against... Two gigantic Amazon women. That's right. Charlotte Flair and Shanky. No, not Shanky. No, Shanky. Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Two statuesque blondes and this tiny little Scottish girl in her superhero costume.
0: I'm not sure what Rhea Ripley is anymore as far as her hair goes. Her hair looks so complicated. She, she, by the way, she's, like, taking the goth thing to, like, a whole new level or, like, goth biker or whatever it is. She lives
1: in the world
0: of Mad Max now. And her hair is, like, seven different levels of fade. It's bizarre. Uh, she's great, though. I've always been a fan of Rhea Ripley ever since the first Mae Young Classic. And I've always been a fan of Charlotte as well. She's very talented. Rhea it's-
1: Ripley does have a good look, even if it's complex. It's very
0: complex. And, and
1: she's an amazing wrestler yeah
0: and she's over too the fans like her a lot they love her They, they they recognize the skills man so it's an interesting situation because when you say this match is happening this triple threat match you would not expect Nikki to be the one walking in as the champion especially with Rhea Ripley and um with Charlotte Flair the problem is uh it's a good way for Nikki to lose it without losing it yeah But it's also a good way for Nikki to retain it because Charlotte and Rhea are trying to kill each other. So Nikki kind of just opportunists, gets a roll up somewhere out of nowhere. So it is hard to pick a winner. But you know what? This
1: match, more than any other match in recent memory and in distant memory, I would be completely satisfied with anybody winning this match. Sure. I
0: I like everyone here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The only thing that could be disappointing is if the match sucks. But the winner doesn't matter to me. I'd be on board for all for any of these uh, wrestlers to win.
0: I, I like Charlotte. I'd rather Rhea or Nikki retains um, because I don't want Charlotte to be champion again. I made the joke earlier about how Charlotte leaves, gets plastic surgery, and comes back and automatically is number one contender of the belt. Uh, and that's happening right now in real time. So I, I would like it if Charlotte didn't win the match. Uh, just for that reason, because the title is on the line. So. What about the AJ plushie? What would he like? I don't know because there's three people. Oh wait! How do we do two that? Two sides. How do we do that? That's why I said it's hard to call. It is. Literally. It is hard to call. Okay,
1: here we go. Um, sh- oh, okay. Here we do. Okay, this is what we'll do. Here we do. So, <laughs> Nikki, we'll 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 do for Nikki and Charlotte, and then whoever wins out of that toss.
0: I was gonna say Charlotte and Ripley, Charlotte and Ria, and then whoever wins goes on to fight Nikki. Okay,
1: sounds good. That this that is, order is, works too.
0: This is so stupid and complicated. Okay, <laughs> heads up, Charlotte uh, face down will be Rhea. All right, Ria Ripley. Now, okay. heads up, uh, heads up, Nikki face down will be uh, Ria Ripley. Wait, okay. but was
1: Ria face down the
0: last time? No.
1: Okay, then good.
0: I'm pretty sure. Now, now I'm second guessing myself. Here we go. Don't even re-roll again. We're not re-rolling. Oh, God. Oh, God. Rhea Ripley. Oh. Is what AJ says. And that
1: that meant she had to win two mm. purely chance tosses in a row.
0: Purely chance. Well, one botched throw, but also, uh, yes.
1: Right, don't call it a coin toss because it's not.
0: It's not. Don't it's, call it a comeback. Either. It's
1: a plushy toss.
0: Okay, a plushy toss.
1: That sounds real dirty. (laughs) So, hashtag plushy toss. Hashtag plushy toss. (laughs) It's going to be a new segment every episode. Oh, man. Hashtag plushy toss. I'm all about it. It might be. Might be. We talked about it. All right. And then our final match for SummerSlam, our final match uh, for hashtag plushy toss. And that is the universal title on the line. The WWE Universal title, the big red belt. Champion is Roman Reigns, the head of the family, the head of the table. Acknowledge me. He is the big dog and it's his yard. And I said this earlier, but I will say it now on the podcast where it really, really counts. And it's that even though Roman Reigns is not my favorite wrestler and probably never will be, every moment he appears on camera as a heel is better Than every moment he ever appeared on camera as a face right so that's the best thing he ever did but he is defending his title against the returning john cena
0: john cena which it's really bizarre that he's even there um i guess it's it's in a way it's it's promotion for suicide squad which is out now uh but it's just kind of bizarre it's like the rock would show up the week of his big release you know a big release movie. It's it's just kind of strange. Jungle it? Cruise. Well, he as they will remind you, number number two movie is Jungle Cruise. I don't think those standings are accurate anymore. But so yeah, John Cena being there is bizarre. He really, whenever Vince McMahon like calls him up on the red phone, <laughs> he'll answer. He'll slide down the Cena pole and uh, <laughs> he'll get into the Cena mobile and drive over to wherever. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't. I I this might just be. I'm I'm kind of. Kind of in the same way that Goldberg is there, I'm kind of like, why is John Cena there? So, hopefully it's just to kind of give both these guys the rub. Hopefully it's to give Lashley the rub, and hopefully to give... uh, Not that Roman Reigns needs a rub. He's already beaten Cena before in the past anyway, but... I think that it's just
1: as likely that Cena wins this match, however. Could be. I know that a lot of the rumor mills seem to focus on putting the belt on Cena simply to spite Ric Flair for leaving WWE.
0: That's actually a very good point. Yeah. Because this, this would be the tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. Currently, and currently Ric Flair and Cena are uh, tied for a uh, heavyweight championship runs. So if Cena wins that, he breaks the tie. And I guess Flair would just never, he would never get that. Uh, no. Tie. Yeah. Flair, Flair can't. Yeah. I mean,
1: at that point, the only threat to Cena would be. Flair winning the AEW championship. Oh. Come on, Tony. Tony Khan. Yes! Remember, I said you're you're all about fan service. Yeah. Well. Give Give Flair one more belt. Now, I think the only real threat to Cena's sixteen and Flair's sixteen, or Cena's potential seventeen world titles, would be Orton because I believe Orton's still sitting at like fourteen. And other than the fact that he so depressing. <laughs> yeah. Other than the fact that he kind of looks like EC three now, with his with his weird. Uh, evil version of himself mustache. Yeah. Uh, but he's not nearly as tan as as EC3 is these days in the bodybuilding circuit. Sure. I or, Orton is young enough and healthy enough that he could do it. it. It's just people deciding to make it happen. It's much more likely for Orton to have more title runs than Cena at this point. Right. Cena is the first one to say he's mostly retired. So I hope he remembers that. <laughs> we'll I hope see. Cena remembers he's mostly retired before he agrees to walk out
0: of SummerSlam with that belt. Well, I know what I think, and I know what you think. But what does AJ Styles plushie think? <laughs> Heads up, Roman Reigns retains. Face down, Cena is your new champion. <laughs> he says Cena. Oh. AJ says Cena. Wow! Wow! I wow! If, we, we are very surprised <laughs> by what this plushie is calling, folks. And uh, like I said, if it's a clean sweep, then this thing's gonna make uh, all the uh, predictions from here on out.
1: Yeah, and he's also gonna pick my lottery numbers, my Powerball numbers. I don't know how you, how you would do that. <laughs> I'll.
0: <laughs> it would be much
1: more complicated. But it could work. It
0: would be very complicated. More than that triple threat women's match from earlier. And the people at the convenience store (laughs) would be very curious why I'm standing (laughs) in the corner throwing a stuffed animal
1: (laughs) on the floor over and over and over again. could just
0: leave and figure it out and then come into the store. Maybe take him to like a roulette table and just hope to God it never lands on green. (laughs) (laughs) Or just throw him at the the roulette
1: wheel and see where he lands. Okay. All right, so AJ Styles on five black. <laughs> your thing, security. And they, they, they're they're carrying me out, and they got my wrists zip tied, and I'm just screaming,
0: "Ashton, bloody time!" Yes. So that's it. Uh, those are I won't say our predictions. Not because that, that's not true. It's not true at all. It's a preview though for what's to come this weekend: uh, Takeover and uh, SummerSlam. Uh you know it should be fun. These things are fun, right? Isn't wrestling fun? It
1: come on now. Wrestling is fun. We wouldn't be doing this otherwise. We're not doing it for the lols. We're not doing it for
0: the likes. We're doing it for the love, the love of the game. No time for wrestling, Doctor Beasley. But um, yeah, no, it'll it'll be a good weekend. Takeovers. Uh, w- the the geography has definitely changed. The uh, personnel has definitely changed since us old timers were watching it. But I'm sure it's still uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah, that um, O'Reilly Cole match. I'm I'm looking forward to. Quite a bit, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, Riley. And it will end in the steel cage. You can guarantee that, folks. And if not, it's Swerve for Swerve's sake, and the road crew should be furious. Let's have a
1: really good Swerve will not be there, though.
0: No, no, because we've got a million dollar championship to decide.
1: I hope the steel cage match gets really bloody. (laughs) That's your thing. Uh, Yeah, it would be really fun. Perverted jerk, you. I am not that either of those things. I just like a good, old-fashioned, bloody steel cage match.
0: That's fine. That's what they say in England. <laughs> I like a good, old, bloody steel cage match, I'll do. Watch out, because here comes Bronson Reed. He's back, folks. Oh, man. I, not, I apologize to all of, our, uh, all of our fans across the pond and all of our Bronson Reed marks out yeah,
1: there. And he's also definitely not from England. I think he's from New Zealand, but whatever.
0: Hey, man, your words, not mine uh that is it uh we're looking forward to the weekend sure a lot of good wrestling are you looking forward to the weekend let us know there are a lot of ways you can let us know find us on facebook at the whole ref and show like and uh subscribe and share and all that stuff twitter the same thing the whole ref and show and twitter uh send us a gmail if you want to send us an email ask us questions send us more fan art like our good friend uh Friend of the show, hashtag dear listener, Tyler Rollins, with the uh, the Yellowstone uh, mock-up he did. Check that out on Instagram. i will tell you about that in a second. But if you want to send us an email, you can. The whole reference show at gmail.com. T-H-E-W-H-O-L-E-R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Or
1: over on Instagram, you might have seen... I did figure out the password. Actually, I didn't figure it out. Barry had to reset it for me. Uh, But we have (laughs) it. We have it, and it's operational. And you can always find us over there on Instagram, or you can once again. We are active. We are back, just like the podcast. And come check out our pretty pictures and leave us comments and give us those likes and spread the gospel of the whole Refn show because we want it to reach... Far and wide and lands all over this great world. Sorry, right. leave us comments and leave
0: us baits. I like it. All right, folks, so well, that's going to about wrap it up here. Please stay tuned for hour three of our podcast. We're talking about all things Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just watch the show for yourself. Uh, that's fine too. But we're definitely going to see you next week. And we're going to discuss what went down at TakeOver and SummerSlam. Until then, I will remain Perry Smith. And I will remain the incredible badass that is Darren Beasley. And we're going to see you when we see you folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. So long. Bye bye
1: never know dear how much i love you please don't take please
0: don't take my My sunshine sunshine away. away